Fourth quarter time. Toronto Argonauts football on the air here on TSN 1050. Mike Hogan, Jeff Johnson, Kate Pedersen, Andy McNamara will be with us for the postgame show as well. And the Argonauts down 10-9, but a big pickup by Armani Edwards, his second catch of the drive, has given the Argos a first down at the four-yard line. Huge, Boy, I'm loving watching this guy. Huge. And uh, on the last play, BC Lions bringing four guys, and they've been getting pressure all afternoon, all evening. So what do the Argos do? They use seven guys to block four. It freezes the linebackers. It opens up space in behind them. Armani Edwards comes on a slant pattern. Ricky has the time to work through it and wait for Armani to get open because there's seven guys protecting four. Linebackers just watch the uh, the running backs in the backfield. Ricky hits Armani on time. It's a beautiful run by and effort by Edwards. Ray in the pistol. He's got big James Wilder Jr. behind him on first down. Play action. They'll dump it out. They have Edwards! Touchdown! Armani Edwards goes to the right corner of the end zone, dives to the goal line. Ball came out after he crossed the goal line, but it's a touchdown, the first of the game for either team, and the first in the career of a, of a, as an Argonaut, rather, for Armani Edwards. Huge, Ogie, huge. Huge for the Argos to convert this. I know they'll want the last drive back, but they got it here. They run a little play action zone read. Ricky pulls it. Has to get rid of it right away. He's got the defensive end in his face. Armani makes a nice catch and jumps across and uh, it just hangs on and up as he crosses the goal line for that six points. And that's a huge, huge play at this point of the game. Offense hasn't been able to get much all evening, but the Argos obviously making some adjustments because they've been struggling to protect against that uh, tough front four of the BC Lions. And they've uh, managed to find some points. Argos up five. They're going to go for the deuce here. They're going to put Wilder to the left of Ricky Ray. A bunch formation outside the tackle to the right. Ray is going to look that way. Back to pass. He's got all day. Now rolling, 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 looking, looking, throwing, incomplete. So Ray chucks it, bounces. So the Argos go for two, and it does not work. So it's a 15-10 lead for the Argos. Don't like to call, Hope. Oh, I, I did. I don't you know like me. to call. You know me. We don't. talked at the beginning of the game about, goal, you know, Wally Buono loves to go for it. Well, they score on the first position going for two. I hate leaving points on the board. I, yeah, I hate it. I agree with you. But you know what? Normally, I like to play. Uh, uh, in, in any normal situation in a game, I, 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 to be honest, where they are on the field, I think the odds are in your favor to go for it down there. If you've got a good offensive play, scoring from that area, You've got multiple options. I like I like the move to go for it. However, in a game where your the, the other team's defensive line is dominating, the Argos tried to protect that or kept the, or the protection for Ricky there was with seven guys again. Yep. So there was only four guys running a route, and that meant there were you know seven guys on on uh, BC Lions protecting on you know in coverage. So there, there was nowhere for Ricky to throw the ball. Hiralahu's kick is high and deep, and Rainey will take it at the nine-yard line near numbers going left to right. 20-25 lookout, 25-30, and he will get tripped up. Wow. Declan Cross may have saved a touchdown. Nice open field tackle. Check that. That was Matt Webster making that tackle. That could have been No, that's Jimmy way. Ralph who made that tackle of all people. Kate Pedersen's down on the sideline. Kate, what do you have for us? Hoagie, we saw Devere Posey having his right foot worked on the – the equipment staff have come out with a new set of cleats, so he's switching up his shoes. Looks like a little more ankle support in those. Very good. Thank you, Kate. First down, Lions at the 40-yard line. Now trailing for the first time tonight, 15-10 early in the fourth quarter. Three receivers out to the left for the Lions. Back to pass is Jennings. What a dart over the middle, right to the midfield stripe. And then turning it upfield and getting a handful more is Nick Moore. 
Check that Burnham with the uh, completion, and it goes inside the Argo 50 to the 48, and they've just flipped the field. You know who? Jennings reminds me of a guy named Michael Bishop that threw an absolute rocket. Not anything else, just how hard he throws the ball. That was a bullet you could almost hear it zing from up here. It ain't Bishop, though. No, it's not. Back to pass, looking long again is Jennings. He's got Arsenal at the 10, who makes the key nil. It came out. He had the hands on the football, but back there, stride for stride with him was Johnny Sears Jr. making another play on defense for the Argos. You know, my point was that in the 14 years I played, Bishop threw the ball harder oh. than anybody. And Jennings, I think, has a similar arm strength to, to what Bishop has. I think Jennings, um, you know, is much more of a pocket passer, and, he, and he's, uh, you know, he, he's got the, the offense. I mean, that should have been catch by Emmanuel Arsenal right through his hands and he'll want that back. Ball at the 48-yard line. Second down and 10 for the Lions. There's some mosquitoes now coming out of Nemo. Back to pass. Jennings going over the middle. Has the man wide open. In the middle of the zone is Burnham again. It's going to be a first down at the 36-yard line. DC Lions are doing a good job of opening up the Argo defense and creating space. They've got guys going in various different directions deep and it's allowing holes to open up underneath which is, you know, with, a, with an arm like Jennings, he just needs a, a receiver to have a bit of space and a bit of a cushion around him, and he's going to find his target. First down at the 36-yard line. Again, they'll go on offset eye on the pistol. It's an interesting formation. And here come the Argos with some pressure, and floating it downfield is Jennings. It's a jump ball, and brought down by the Lions inside the five. Harris was right with Burnham, who makes a circus catch inside the five-yard line, and it's a first and goal for the Lions. Talk about this BC Lions receiving core again. And uh, Jennings drops back, sees Burnham on the corner pattern, and just throws it up there, knows that his receiver is a very good one, and he's going to go up and get it. Burnham goes up, battles with Harris, and comes down with the football. Burnham 6-2, and Harris is 5-10, so a little bit. Not a huge advantage, but enough in that case. Double tight end set, and the Lions just went in motion. One of the interior linemen jumped. And that is a godsend for the Argonauts. It takes it from the three and a half back to the eight and a half. That is a break for the double blue, leading by five points. Procedure, here. BC number 50, five-yard penalty. Kirby Fabian, fifth year out of the University of Calgary, jump. You were talking about the arm strength of Michael Bishop. You yep. know who said who said that Michael Bishop has the strongest arm he's ever seen? Who's that? Tom Brady. Really? Tom Brady. They were teammates in New England. At the time, Bishop was actually ahead of Brady on the depth chart. <laughs> but wow. Brady was just blown away by just the arms. Nothing more, not talking about quarterbacking. Sure. Better, just that sure. freakish gun on the uh, right shoulder of Michael Bishop. And it was a flick of the wrist, too. Yeah. Incredible. Going to the end zone here, and it is hauled in at the back of the end zone. Another great catch. This time it's Chris Rainey and the, the uh, Lions have actually reclaimed the lead here, and Coach Brillo's going to go After for the two. touchdown, roughing the passer, Toronto number 90. Score the touchdown. So we didn't get a touchdown in the first three quarters, and now the two teams have traded touchdowns in successive possessions early in quarter four. Ogie, how impressive is it? that That's Chris Rainey, running back, slash returner, showing exceptional skill running a corner pattern against Jermaine Gabriel and hauling a pass that just just cleared Gabriel's fingertips and pulling in that football that's uh I think that's very impressive Rainey showing great skill there and they're gonna go for the deuce 
Mark it at the three-yard line. They'll put it over to the left hash mark. Three receivers wide for the Lions. They're going to look this way. Jennings throws it, and sitting wide open in the end zone is Nick Moore. He cut off his route, was about two yards past the line, and the Lions have two, and just like that, it is 18-15. They've got a field goal lead here with 11.09 left in regulation. Three BC Lions to the right of uh, Jonathan Jennings, Rico Murray, Harris, and uh, sorry, and Harris, sorry, Harris, Rico, and Jermaine over there, and they uh, a bit of a communication challenge. So there were three three defenders, three receivers. Two of them ended up sticking with one of the receivers, and uh, that was the free guy ended up being Nick Moore. And that's a nice pick by Jonathan Jennings, obviously picking the open player. And um, hopefully the, the DBs are going to discuss that because it was a communication challenge there. I don't know how many folks in the East stayed up last week and watched the Edmonton-BC game. If you did, you were rewarded because the first half was like the first half tonight. It was pretty pedestrian. Yeah. And the fourth quarter, holy smokes. And the last three minutes, even more smoke. And it was just a phenomenally entertaining conclusion of that game, unless you're a BC Lion fan. <laughs> but the Edmonton Eskimos came out with the win in very dramatic fashion as they trade touchdowns in the last minute. And the Lions trade touchdowns here, and we'll see if we get that kind of finish here in Toronto tonight. Both teams offensively picking up steam. And, you know, that's what happens over at halftime. You make some adjustments, and you come out in the second half, and you execute on them, and... I think that's what's happened on both sides here because uh, the offenses Jennings are having, having quarterbacks are getting a little more time to go through the progressions and they're finding their targets. And particularly with BC, they've done a really good job of opening up the Argo defense and creating the space that the receivers have needed. And uh, Jennings is hitting his targets. Lions will tee it up on the near hash mark moving left to right. And deep for the Argos, they've taken Chandler Worthy out of the return game. They've done this a couple of times. Marquise Jackson is over to the short side. So he will get the best opportunity to catch this ball. Armani Edwards is out there as well with Jackson. So little Marquise Jackson, five foot six, stands in the end zone. And this is a line drive. It's going to be taken by Edwards off his shoulder and will be in the end zone. And he's going to go down and concede the single point. It was a low... Flying saucer, heading. It was spinning around like a frisbee. It was a weird kickoff, and it was low. It was very returnable, but it caught Edwards off guard and hit him right in the shoulder pad and bounced about five yards behind him, and he was forced to take the knee. With so a, all of a sudden, 19-15 for the Lions. That's a big point. Yeah, that is a big point. With a, with, a, with a low kick like that and the power behind it, no question there's a trajectory on the ball where there's a bit of a curve. One way or the other, and it caught Edwards off guard a bit, hit him in the shoulder, and he wasn't able to field it clean. But you know what? I think he made a good decision in taking a knee. Um, otherwise, he would have been right at the one-yard line. So we'll see what Ray and company can dial up here, hitting the end zone for the first time on the last series. And they're going to look to the hash mark on the far side. And again, it's Armani Edwards, the touchdown maker for the Toronto Argonauts. And their leading receiver tonight in terms of catches. And for Edwards... That is his ninth catch of the night, and he's over. Really? Yeah, and that is uh, 10 more yards. He's got 112 yards receiving tonight. That's great. He had 70, what, 78 last week, so he was one of the few Argos who didn't go over 100 yards. But he has tonight. Ray 
Back to pass, dumps it off. He's got a man underneath it. Wilder makes one miss and then for whatever reason steps backwards trying to get some momentum. And he ends up turning it upfield and getting those three yards back. So he lost two to make three. And it will be placed at the 52-yard line, a gain of seven. That was interesting. That was interesting. Mr. Wilder, I was about to go crazy on him there, but you know what? Kudos to him. He managed to get it back, which was pretty wild. But usually when you catch the ball, you want to turn around and go downhill. Wilder uh, ended up getting back downhill, but just kind of went in a roundabout way to do it. Well, when you're agile at 6'2", 230, <laughs> I guess you, you, you think the game differently. Late pressure, Ray picks it up. He's looking, looking for S.J. Green who picked it up late, and uh, it was almost intercepted. Lucius uh, Purefoy was the closest man to it, and it will hit the ground, and we will see a third down and three. That was there for a minute again. Yeah, that was there, and SJ right away, he tapped his shoulder. He said, you know what, that was on me. He turned around. He didn't locate the ball right away. He saw it late, and um, what happened when he broke on, on the route, because he didn't locate it, he wasn't in full stride, and uh, that you know he ended up being short on it. A spectacular blitz pickup by James Wilder on that as well. High short kick. Ayanuzzi will take it out to the 35-yard line. I don't think Hirolahu will be thrilled with that one, so the Lions will take over at the 37-yard line. Lions have the lead by four with 9-10 left in quarter number four. You're listening to Argo Football on TSN 1050. 19-15, Lions leading the Argos, 9-10 remaining in quarter number four. And officially now we can put Armani Edwards over 100 yards at 112 on nine catches. Up next to here, Posey, four for 64. Edwards with the only touchdown for the Argonauts tonight. So now we'll see what the D-Lions can do. Happy Canada Day weekend to you. Argos, uh, you'll see special, if you see the highlights tonight, you'll see... Both the Argos and Lions wearing special t-shirts for the weekend. They are Canada 150 t-shirts and they're celebrating someone who's made a contribution to the country. Lions are all wearing t-shirts with Louis Pisaglia's number on the back. And number Louis. 31 is uh, prevalent on the back of the Argo jerseys for the pinball. That's great. Who says, I'm an American by birth, I'm a Canadian by choice. Yes. How appropriate is that for this weekend? First and ten for their own 37. Lions, four receivers out to the left. Ball on the right hash mark. Five-man rush for the Argos. Shovel pass blown up in the backfield. Cleon Lang and Marcus Ball both get penetration. And it's second down and long, a loss of about four. Marcus Ball reads this the entire way. He's at his linebacker spot about three, four yards behind the defensive line, and he can sense the play that's coming. And uh, it's a bit of a, it's a little draw play. Marcus Ball runs right through the B-gap brings down the running back as soon as he gets the ball. All he does is make plays. 14 to get on second down for the Lions from their own 33-yard line. Just inside the right hash mark. Deep drop. Jennings underneath. It's caught by Burnham. Spin move to go away from ball, but it got Bear Woods there. He's not going to miss the tackle. Out to the 40. It's third down and seven. Bear Woods in our conversation on the podcast talked about the numbers and the accolades and he said Dwayne Ford informed him of something last year that he was most proud of mm-hmm. not only did Bear Woods have 127 tackles or whatever it was Ridiculous. he had the best percentage of tackles in really the league. yeah high 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 deep cannon Martise Jackson all the way back to his 10 stutter step out to the 14 yard line best kick of the night by long and 
and the Argos have their hands full back of their own 14-yard line. With 7.46 remaining, they trail by four. You're listening to Argo Football on TSN 1050. 7.46 left, Argos down by four. Kate Pedersen's on the sideline. Argos have a new super fan, don't they, Kate? They do, Hoagie. The team had Mitch Marner from the Toronto Maple Leafs out last weekend for the game. He loved it so much, he asked to come back. He also went to Williams Landing after the game, was hanging out with the players, and you know what? This crowd might not be a big crowd Friday night of the long weekend, but they are loud and they are excited. And in it to the end, it is a new era of Argos football, and it's fun to be down here. Awesome. Thanks, Gabe. Marner had so much fun. He tweeted out a picture of himself in the Argo jersey. Yeah, they went back to Williams Landing for the official party. He bought the bar around. Oh, he, he had so much fun here last week. You know, they've got Drake with the Raptors. They've got the super fan there. Getty Lee with the Blue Jays. Yeah. Mitch Marner has become an Argo fan. Uh, yeah. And when you're trying to go after a certain demographic, the guys in the 20s, who better than Mitch Marner? Come on. Yeah, I mean, if you follow the Leafs, he could oh, have a better representative. Hi, the way he you. plays the game, his effort level, in and you know, every night he's, he's bringing it, it's exciting. That's great. Good so, to have him here. First down for the Argos now, trying to get back. They're in this thing. They're down by four. And on first down, Ricky Ray, quick hitter, far numbers. He's got Fuller, who will make the catch and get about eight yards on first down. The one that I can talk to a couple of players who will remain nameless about Mitch Marner, and they said, he's so small. Because <laughs> Mitch Marner, there's not much to him, right? Yeah, no. Like he's, no. Like he's, he's, there's not much there there yeah. as far as, you know, being, you know, he's not 220. Sure. And, you know, you get used to a certain body type in this league. Um, but but get those guys out to a, a Leafs game when they see the skill level that he can move at. It's yeah. incredible. Although he still might be bigger than Brandon Banks. <laughs> yeah. No disrespect on Speedy B. I love him, but there's not much there either. They're going to go to the ground game on second down and three, and the ball came out. And who's got it? This could be huge, and I think the Lions have it. They do. Oh, boy, what a bad time for a turnover. As the Argos tried to plow it down the right side with Wilder, and he got stood up, and the ball came out. And it's a turnover. Massive pile of bodies over there. Wilder got in behind that big uh, big old line and tried to drive it across, and I believe he would have had the first down. They had a good push, and then, uh, you know, sometimes when you're going for that second effort, the ball is hanging down a little low. you got to, you know, really be conscious of it, put two hands over top of it, and somehow the ball punches out. Couldn't quite make it out because it was just kind of mass chaos of bodies. Now, was the knee down? No, that's going to be BC Lion football. They are going to look over at, uh, at the command center, and I think this is an easy call. He was on the way down, but the knee was still probably a good eight inches off the ground when the ball came out. And once again, the man who got beaten early, Ronnie Yell, comes up with the football. He's got an interception as well, and the Lions have it at the 22-yard line with 6.43 remaining. They lead by four. Argos need to hold the Lions to three here. Two receivers out wide, one to the left, double tight end set. They will give the ball to Jeremiah Johnson, who will spin down to the 15, a gain of about seven yards. BC Lions in double tight end, and the Argos are holding their 4-3 with seven guys in the box, and they do a good job of, of containing that. To It's still a solid gain, obviously, for the BC Lions, but uh, it could have been a lot more. Only the fifth carry of the night for Johnson, who has 37 yards. They ran him a lot more. 14 carries for 92 yards a week ago against the Eskimos. They need three on second down. Ball to the 
15-yard line. Three receivers wide, and I mean wide to the right, two to the boundary. Back to pass. Jennings goes to the middle. Has the man inside the five. It is caught, and it's the Bryant Burnham show again. He has been on fuego for the Lions tonight, and it's going to be a first down and goal. What a catch by Burnham. He's running a, a crossing route from right to left. He's the third receiver uh, to the right of Jennings, and he cuts across and uh, goes up and somehow almost bobbles it but pins the ball between his knees and his, with his hands and makes quite the catch as Cassius Vaughn is all over him. Ninth catch of the evening so far for Brian Burnham. They're taking their time here down to 10 seconds to break the huddle. A couple of receivers come wide to the near side. Double tight end set again. Two to the right, one to the left. And they've got Johnson behind Jennings. And it will be Johnson. Up the middle. He is hit at the three. Spinning, pushing. Rugby scrub. Touchdown. What an effort. Between the offensive line and Jeremiah Johnson, they move the pile and move it into the end zone. And a late flag now. As somehow Jeremiah Johnson has lost his helmet. And the former Argo is happy to be back in town. And there's a close-up on TV of Tuggle, who has changed numbers this week, wearing number 20. After the touchdown, major foul necessary roughness, Toronto, number 90. Cleon Lang is going to get the penalty. That penalty will be applied on the kickoff. Yeah, it was uh, a case of Cleon Lang kind of bouncing off the offensive lineman and turning around trying to get his leverage again he gets caught off balance and uh, he wasn't able to be part of that push it all got kind of got caught up in the wash if he had any leverage the Argos may have had a chance at stopping that push but uh, not uh, wasn't happening that was a good old-fashioned rugby scrum moving the pile <laughs> bodies everywhere so Jeremiah Johnson's TD makes it 26 15 sorry 25 15 and the extra point from 32 now with Ty Long Travis Lule the holder it's up, and it's good. So they tack on the extra point, and now it is 26-15, an 11-point lead. And how big is that extra point that they didn't kick a little earlier? Yeah, yeah, you're I right. Hate, I hate giving away points yeah. because there are so many possession changes in the course of a, of a football game. And the one they gave up on that kickoff return, yep, too. absolutely. Yep, starts adding up. 26-15 now, 11-point lead, 4.36 left. Argos are going to have to get the offense going like it was against Hamilton and move the ball in chunks. And they have not looked downfield as much as they did a week ago, but Ricky Ray didn't have the kind of pressure a week ago as he has tonight. No, he didn't, and, uh, but I, I, he's got to, you know what, just kind of push it. And with the receiving core that Toronto Argonauts have, you could throw the ball, even if the guy co is, is covered. I'm still going to throw a test, Jay Green, because, I mean, the catches that he made a week ago would tell me that, you know, more often than not, he's going to come down with it. So uh, look for Ricky Ray to uh, just kind of push it downfield at his receivers. Kickoff is deep. After the 10-yard uh, penalty was assessed, the 15-yard penalty was assessed. Oh, boy, Marquise Jackson took it out of the end zone and got killed at the 7-yard line. If five foot six gets hit, come on, guys, it hurts. We're talking about Barner, not much there. A, a, a different body type, obviously. D lineman on special teams for the yeah. BC Lions. Get him down, Josh Shirley, and just trucked Martise. 5'6", 192 is Martise Jackson. 
It's a little bit shorter than Mitch Marner. We were talking about pitch, but a little bit heavier at 192. Against 6'1", 240. Yikes. That math doesn't work well for the guy who's 192. No, he's probably running a 4'8 or something, 4'7". At that size. Ball at the eight-yard line. Argos have a long way to go with just over four minutes remaining here in the fourth quarter. Ray with a three-man rush. Fourth man comes late. He'll dump it over, and falling down and going boom was S.J. Green as he made his cut, and it will go incomplete. It's second down and tend to go from the eight. I'm telling you, that, that to Quinn Evans, number 94, is absolutely wreaking havoc. And uh, you've got Evans and Bryant Turner on the on the, the right side of the Argos' uh, offensive line, and they're just – they're driving the offensive lineman back, and that time DeQuinn Evans getting his hands up, interfering with the path of Ricky's throw, and Ricky had to throw it to the side and missed SJ. So now the Argos need a big play on this specific snap. Two receivers to each side, now a third over to the left, or to the right, check that. Ray now in the end zone, scrambles around, and just throws a one-hopper in the general area of the intended receiver, Posey. And the Argonauts go two and out, and... The Boobirds start to come out here at Bebo Field. And guess where that pressure came from again? DeQuinn Evans. DeQuinn and Bryant Turner driving Corey, uh, Chris Van Zyl and Corey Waltman right back. They're having a long day over there against two of the arguably top D linemen in the league. Bryant Turner just does it every year. When Winnipeg wasn't very good, he still was. Yes, very strong in interior, and, uh, and this DeQuinn Evans is uh, making quite the impact. Liram's going to concede the safety, and the Argos will kick it off as it's now 28-15, so it's a 13-point lead. Argos now need a couple of touchdowns, so the field goal is now out of play. Well, this game in the last, what, well, five minutes, six minutes, has really gotten uh, out of hand a little bit with BC getting a ton of momentum. Toronto had its only lead of the game uh, early on in the fourth quarter on the Edwards catch. That's what I mean. 15 to 10. It was 15 to 10, and then all of a sudden it just it quickly tied turned. And a couple of series of plays with uh, you know safety, some penalty. Argos have also had a series of penalties that have have impacted them in that short run. And, and the BC Lions have, have taken advantage. And Brian Burnham has woken up here. He's been sensational for the Lions tonight say the least. I mean, he's got to have some big numbers. Big numbers. Brian Burnham, nine catches for 118 yards. An average of 13-1. That's a solid night. 35-yard line. They're not even going to risk maybe the Argos trying an onside kick. Lions will take it at their own 35-yard line after the safety. And go right up the middle. Here's Johnson. A big gain up the midfield. That just opened up, and it's a 21-yard gain for Johnson to the Argo 54. That's amazing that you can run in Bear Woods country and come up with that kind of run. It is, and especially because Ken Bishop, Argo's D-lineman, right off the snap, drove the right guard, Fabian, right back, and uh, it interfered with Jeremiah Johnson's path. But you know what? Johnson, incredible running back, sidestepped it and filled that hole and, and exploded through it, and there was nobody in behind Bishop filling that gap. Argos defense may, it needs to make a play. BC with about four minutes of additional ball possession tonight. Rainey is back in as a back now, and he's going to run to the Argo 50 for a gain of four yards. And we've hit the three-minute warning, 2.38 to be precise. And we'll take the timeout. Lions leading by 13. You're listening to Argo Football on TSN 1050. 
Boy, does the Argos defense need to make a play right now. Second down and six for the Lions at the Argo 50. Only 2.38 remaining here in the fourth quarter. And the Lions are up by 13. It's 28 to 15. You know, we uh, commented, or you did, on the uh, Argos defense holding, you know, preventing any touchdowns for six and a half quarters, and then the floodgates, I mean, they didn't open, but the BC, uh, the Lions have, have made some plays. And, you know, again, Argos D-line was doing a great job, um, but they, uh, the coordinator managed to find uh, some plays that, I, in my opinion, really opened up that Argos uh, secondary, and they, they figured out the push that was happening up front and bought Jennings the time that he needed. He's been moving the ball really well in this fourth quarter. We'll have a post-game show for you tonight. Andy McNamara back at our Agent Court Studios will join us. JJ and I will stick around. Kate will go in and get some sound, and we'll talk to Mark Trussman as well. We'll also air his news conference for you. Second down at six. Huge play for the Argonaut defense right here. Rainey's going to go in motion from left to right. They empty out the backfield. This has quarterback draw written all over it, and it is. And it will be Jennings to the 50 and hauled down. And once again, the Butler did it. Victor Butler got him at the 51-yard line. So it will be third down, and they're out of field goal range. So the Argos at least have an opportunity here to pull one out of the fire. It's an outstanding play by Victor Butler. Bear Woods was in behind him, had a big old lineman engaged. Woods was holding his ground, but Butler, rather than drive into the old lineman and, and you know take himself out of the position and not make the play, he loses ground. Timeouts called Jennings Toronto. To sidestep it, and that was enough so Butler could spin off and make the play. So the Argos called timeout to stop the clock. Everybody's getting excited about it. you got some uh, footballs coming up in the free, stands here. Uh, three mini footballs out tonight. Get your hands out there, Hoagie. You might catch one. There you go. Are you like that guy in the last uh, extra point over there where he, the ball hit him and he oh, that dropped was bad. it? And didn't, yeah, that was bad <laughs> he form. did not get his take home. That was bad form. So we'll see uh, what happens here. Ty Long has hit a couple of bombs and shanked a couple. This one is average. And it will bounce, and Worthy will take it at the one-yard line. He's surrounded by white jerseys. Can he get outside? Probably not. And he's tripped up at the seven-yard line. So the Argos with two minutes exactly remaining. Well, they've got some work to do, JJ. Let's be kind. They'll put it in play at their own eight-yard line. So they need, uh, let's see, although, yeah, 90, 97 yards here. What do you think, Hulk? If Ricky has some time here, is he going to push it? You is don't he, have an is, option. It, yeah, well, I, I agree. But I'm just hoping that he'll go for it. Well, yeah, it doesn't matter if you lose by 28-15, 35-15. Right, agreed. So agreed. I'd rather see the turnover at least trying to get a 25-yard chunk out of it. You this. hear Fuller right here, you know, line up one-on-one against Yale. Just let him go and throw it downfield. They're going to come to the near side. They've got Fuller at the 20. It'll be a first down. Stops the clock with a minute 55. That took five seconds. It gets a first down. Or does it? Yeah, there they're going to move the sticks finally. Yeah, first downs. Argos uh, are ready. They're over the football, kind of. Five seconds. That's the play you want right there. Yeah, we got out of bounds, so they can't call the play. And they do. McEwen's up over the football now, and Ricky Ray's going to look around. Three receivers out to the right, two to the near side. Ball on the left hash mark, moving right to left. Four-man rush. And Ray will come to the near side. He's got uh, check that. He's got Fuller again. It couldn't get out of bounds. And it turns into a two-yard completion and that's not going to do anything no and, and there was pressure again from the right side brian to quinn 
we've got to slow those guys down. Yeah, cut them, do, what, do whatever you got to do. Put Wilder back there. I can see Wilder also trying to help out in chipping as well. Four-man rush. Ray gets hit as he throws the football. He's got a man over the middle of the field, and it's Armani Edwards who's had a nice game tonight. That's his 10th catch of the night and an Argo first down. That's good for about 18 yards. McEwen have a good, having a good battle inside there against Brooks. 10 catches unofficially 130 yards tonight for Armani Edwards. The former quarterback from Appalachian State. Ray to the far side, he's got a man, and getting out of bounds is Devere Posey, and he'll get seven more, but only a minute 27 remaining now. Now the Argos have to look at getting a bigger chunk. They just they can't dink and dunk anymore. Because even if they score the touchdown, they've got to leave time for the onside kick and at least a couple of offensive plays. I agree with you completely. Oh, good. 94 is coming out. Get him off the field. <laughs> it's going to give Ricky some time, hopefully, here, where he can actually look downfield. They're at a 30 front right now. The BC Lions are they going to call timeout? Well, Turner. Timeout's called. Yep. BC. Yeah, he's look. He's huffing and puffing. Ryan Turner. <laughs> I can hear. I can see him trying. his labored breathing. I can see it from here right now. 280 pounds of love. He wanted to get off. I think. They said, "I'll get your rear end back out there." Yeah. While he's standing there with hands on the hips. Craig Rose going to come out. He needs his best players on the field right now. They're going to put in Max Ford, the Canadian out of Idaho, University of Idaho. In his second year with the Lions, he's going to go in. Second down and three from their own 47-yard line. They've got Wilder in the backfield. Coombs goes in motion from left to right. Ray's going to throw that way. Again, it's a short completion to Coombs for the first down, but with a minute 22 left, the clock will only stop until they move the sticks and reset the football. Argos are up over the ball. Ray's calling out the play now. And we'll wait for Bradford to blow it in and see how quickly the Argos can get it off. There it is. And they get it in play three seconds after the whistle. Ray under pressure. And now looking, looking. And the ball comes out. He gets hit from behind. And the Lions, appropriately enough for them, are going to re uh, recover the football. The defensive line has owned the Argos all night long. And Josh Shirley will get the fumble recovery. He gets the recovery. And don't call me Shirley. Owned. Owned. The BC Lions defensive line, they own the trenches this evening. And, and uh, to be honest, I think that was probably the, the, a huge difference maker, right? Ricky doesn't have the time that he needs to go through his progression. And that's the kind of quarterback he is. He has to go through a progression, and uh, he just doesn't have the time. And, you know, I mean, BC was doing it with the stunts early in the game. Second half, it was a vanilla rush. Where guys were just driving the offensive lineman back, and, and it was, uh, you know, Ricky, Ricky was feeling that pressure. Minute nine remaining here, so the Lions can just come in and chew out some clock. I'm playing a hunch they won't do what they did at the end of the first half when they were trying to kill the clock and throw a pass to the scene. You think? That was intercepted. They've got the uh, double tights in now. They're just going to go the Jeremiah Johnson route. He's going to get a first down with a flag down, though. It might come back as he gets nine yards to the 40. From there, that was thrown. It's probably holding against BC and probably right at the point of attack. Here's Al Bradbury with the call. Holding. BC number 84, 10-yard penalty, remains first down. Hmm. Manny Arsenal is the guilty party. So that's going to move it back into BC territory with a minute four left. And all the Lions have to do is hang on to the football. See, I don't even I don't even know why at this stage you just don't take a knee a couple of times. So you don't even have the exchange, right? Sure. Like it's just smarter football. Well, then, you, I mean, you still have to kick it afterwards. 
right? So they so they, don't, they want to try okay, and get good. a first down, Fine. right, and Kick keep it. the clock burning. Sure, let them use, let the Argos the Argos have used both of their timeouts, so they can't stop it. You take you take 42 seconds off the clock, and you kick the ball with well, 20 they seconds. Don't wanna, they don't want to. They don't want to kick it back though. They just want to let's yeah. burn it now. Work on our running game a bit, yeah. and not give the Argos a chance at all. Yeah. They're gonna run the uh, run the ball, and it's gonna be Johnson against spinning. And Ken Bishop's going to get him shy of midfield. It's a gain of three yards. It'll be second down and 17 with 58 seconds left. See, if that ball comes out, and Jeremiah Johnson has good hands, but if the ball comes out, sure, it could be a six-pointer the other way. And all of a sudden now, the Argos get the ball, 50 seconds left, a chance to kick the onside kick. You take two knees, you're not, you're not flirting with that. Like I just, I, yeah, but you're still going to kick it. You're going to get back good, the Argos in. Fine, I mean, good. Fine. You gotta be. You gotta, you I'm gotta just saying twice. what the coaches are thinking. They need to burn the clock with yeah. the ball. Yeah. I don't like it. And they're gonna give it to Johnson again, and he's uh, going to hang out of the football and get to the 50-yard line for a gain of five with 33 seconds left. I'm just uber conservative that way. I've seen too many weird things happen in this sport. Sure. Well, I mean, I, I I appreciate where you're coming from, and and I certainly wouldn't have been doing what the Lions were doing at the end of the second half, uh, the first no. half, and you know throwing the ball to a, a curl pattern that uh, is a little bit crazy. But I mean, you know what? Hey, they bounced back from it. I'm sure Wally uh, had something to say at halftime. Chandler Worthy's now going to milk some clock. 22 on the game clock and eight on the play clock, so they'll be able to get this off with about 13 seconds left. They snap a little earlier. Almost blocked. And it'll be contacting the kicker, and Law is holding his knee out to the 30-yard uh, line. And I hope he's okay he's and just embellishing. 15-yard penalty, automatic first down. They gave it a go. They went after it, and it will be Cameron Newton, who almost got the block. Just and got a piece of the kicker. Marcus Ball goes over to talk to the kicker, make sure he's okay. And he's got the helmet off. They have both kickers out before. He's and I, was, he's I, was, okay. I was hoping Swayze Waters yep. was going to kick that, just so we could see Swayze back. Uh, Ty Long, and he both went to UAB, University of Alabama, Birmingham, almost lost their program a couple of years ago. And uh, Bryant Turner Jr. has had such a good game, went there as well. So the Lions are going to get the ball back and get into victory formation here, run a couple of plays, and we'll be able to go home. And Jennings will take the first snap and take the knee. And the Argos now will get ready for a game in Ottawa next Saturday at 7 o'clock. A week from tomorrow night, we'll have the game on TSN 1050. I don't know if it will be Chris Cuthbert or Rod Black with the call. But that will be the game next Saturday. Next home game for the Argos also against the Argos. Uh, against the Red Blacks, rather. And that uh, will come your way a little bit later on.